Malcolm Forbes once said that failure is success if we learn from it. Tune in twice each month to The Shelley Show as co-host marketers Shelley Iverson and Nate Ebert interview successful business owners who share their failing forward marketing strategies and learn how to master digital marketing, Google Ads, and SEO. Let's go to work. Hey, this is Nate. And this is Shelly. And together we are The Shelly Show, which is sponsored by Shelly Social Media. And we are here for all of your digital marketing needs. And today we're here with Bob Brace. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your business, Bob. Well, I'm a sole owner of the music store in Osceola, Wisconsin. I've been in business for five years. I bought the store from somebody in St. Croix Falls who had been in business for eight years. I sell used records, new records, new and used guitars. I buy new and used guitars, and I do lessons and repairs. Okay. And whatever else I can come up with. So. <laughs> Extra side jobs, everything. I like it. Yeah, so we're looking for impulse items to put by the counter. Okay. Nice. Gotcha. Well, hey, you know, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, sounds like um, that's been a pretty successful business for you for the past few years. Yep. Been a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, Good, good. Um, so uh, when I got this store, it was just a very small shop with maybe uh, 20 guitars and a couple hundred records. And now I've got over 6,000 records, maybe 1,000 uh, really high-end records and, and then some Perry Como and uh, Gomer Pyle stuff. And I have over uh, 200 guitars, some of them... Uh, uh, $2,000 and some of them were just 50, 60 bucks. So mm -hmm. quite a range of stuff. Oh, so you have guitars at your store too. That's great. Yep. yep. I specialize in acoustic guitars. Oh, oh nice. Well, excellent. So it, see, it sounds like you've been growing the business quite a bit over the course of the last five years. Yeah, it was a little slow climb until a year mm -hmm. ago. When I, two years ago, I moved on to Main Street. And then... Um, Late last winter, I bought a built bought a building, and uh, by May of this year, my sales have doubled from what what used to be a good day. So I've I've actually all of a sudden jumped. I don't know if it's because everybody's getting stimulus checks and staying home or what. <laughs> but Gotta have something to do while you're sitting at home. I, I just, uh, I'm just <laughs> Well, excellent. Well, great. Well, hey, it sounds like, um, you know, you're doing really well. It seems like uh, at least people are spending money now. Uh, yeah. So I guess thinking back to when you were kind of starting out and really growing that, was there anything that you would consider to have been like a failure or a blooper that you really just kind of didn't anticipate happening? And then it did. <laughs> well, you know, hindsight, I guess 2020, I look back, I was buying guitars on eBay and mm -hmm. then trying to sell them back on eBay, which was kind of, you know, kind of redundant and i also was selling them through the small rec uh music store in st Croix falls and and so i was uh, buying guitars on credit and then uh, not being able to make my credit card payment so uh -huh. i think shortage of dough and also not having uh, the clientele to buy the stuff at the right place at the right time i wasn't there to sell the guitars at the store so i was left up to somebody else 
once they got in my own hands, I was able to do a little bit better. And then I wouldn't have to pay a commission. Yeah. 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 The biggest problem I think was thinking that I could buy a guitar on eBay and then resell it on eBay. Gotcha. How long, how long of uh how long did it take you to realize kind of like, Hey, this is, you know, I'm losing money here. I'm going into debt. This isn't really a good venture. How long did it take for you to realize that? Well, the guitar, the guitar, actually guitar and records, I realized about five years ago when I, my friend had the music store said he wanted to sell it. I said, I'll buy it mm -hmm. because well, I was making good money off of records 10 years ago, but all of a sudden everybody was selling records. So a Beatle record used to go for a hundred dollars. It's going for three or $4 or not even selling at all. And all of a sudden my income kind of shifted, but I, I went, every once in a while I stumble, stumble onto a hot item. Like I bought a old pump organ for oh. 50 bucks and ended up selling it for a thousand dollars. So every once in a while I get these, juicy deals that would keep me interested i guess intermittent rewards is the strongest uh incentive i guess to keep people hitting their head against the wall gotcha so it sounds like you were kind of started starting out in records and then kind of you've just kind of been adding on to your business as you've gone along like with you know guitars and then just kind of some odds and end pieces well the ebay was eBay was just about anything I get my hands on, but okay. but records were very easy to bring down to the post office to photograph to you know to list, and uh, but I was I sold windmills, I sold uh, dentist operating chairs, I sold all kinds of stuff. So oh wow, once I started really specializing in stuff with the music store, life got a lot simpler. I mean, I used to I used to live hand to mouth. I would chop my own firewood and work on my own cars. Mm -hmm. I was spreading myself too thin and now I got, I let the experts do that stuff. And I just gotcha. uh, unlock the door and let them in. <laughs> so it sounds like at least to me kind of listening in, it sounds like some of the things that you really struggled early onwards was just specialization. Like it sounds like, you know, you had, you know, some odds and ends, but once you really started getting like a focused, you know, inventory then the clientele kind of started showing up a little more yeah once i think once you get known uh i got people coming from minneapolis oh wow you have have me look at their guitars work on their guitars to buy records and stuff like they see from i don't even know where baldwin is but someone came down from baldwin <laughs> they heard that uh that i had a good collection of records oh, i have a website go check it out okay yeah, what is the website? Say yeah, it. Uh, Redbird Music Store. Also, I'm same as Facebook. There's a Redbird. Redbird Music, Bird, Store. Red Bird Music Store. Okay, yeah. all right, thanks. Yeah, I'll definitely have to check that. I'm a. I really, really enjoy music and everything about it. So yeah, I'm gonna check that out. <laughs> We're looking for some things. So well, okay then. So it sounds like you know just kind of in specializing and kind of getting away from eBay and getting a little more into debt. What was something that you really learned from that that you are applying today? Uh, staying within your budget. Okay. Uh, it's nice to dream and have ideas, but, uh, don't go buy a bunch of expensive guitars on your credit card. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then you have to sell them the low cost just to make that payment. Okay. The nice thing about music is that it's not a perishable item. Mm -hmm. If I was buying tomatoes and they didn't sell that I'd have to throw them away. But 
that's one of the things I even when I was doing eBay is I would buy things that if I got stuck with it, I wouldn't mind owning. Okay. So that's why I kind of accumulated a lot of guitars and a lot of records because uh, stuff that I I could appreciate the value if I got stuck with it. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. But I also buy like curling irons and uh, I don't know, breast pumps or whatever, you know. But that's not under the umbrella of music, is it? Or no, I mean, exactly. Probably makes sense. I would kind of gamble. <laughs> I would kind of gamble on certain items, and sometimes oh. I'd get bit, and sometimes I'd be surprised. At, uh, like one time, I bought this. Uh, you buy this plastic canvas stuff, this little squares, and you sew it together. And someone made like a Santa Claus reindeer sled or something out of, out of it. And uh, mm-hmm. I got it for like a buck, and I ended up selling it for like fifty bucks at a garage sale. Oh, and that, you know, little surprises like that are always fun. Again, it's that intermittent reward where you you're listing this stuff. And uh, one of the biggest things breakthroughs for me was to list stuff at like a 99 cents and let it find its own value. I sold some uh, blueprints from Frank Lloyd Wright, the famous architect. I made friends with some gal whose dad was a contractor and he had left her with these blueprints and she said, sell these for me and we'll split the difference. Well, I made a thousand bucks. She made a thousand bucks. I started out at 10 cents, but I also contacted a bunch of architects fan clubs or whatever, and I said, this is going to be listed on eBay. Do you want to heads up on it? Okay. And kind of neat thing was the blueprints were for some Affleck family, and somebody from the Affleck family ended up buying them, so it's kind of cool. Ben Affleck? Well, I guess. It was a California house. So whoever, somebody Affleck, you know, had to be the Affleck family. I mean, it wasn't, couldn't have been anybody else. But um, another another (laughs) example a thrill was I sold this record of a mall in the night visitors to the CBS orchestra yeah. uh, soundtrack. And this guy buys it and he sends me a letter and says, thanks. I'm the conductor. This thing is beautiful. It's like as good as new. Nice. Went, wow. wow. That's pretty, I should have kept the letter. You know, it's, I, I think that might've been worth something, but <laughs> I sell that on eBay. <laughs> oh man. Looking for how to spin something. Like I was telling you before we went on mm-hmm. line here, um, Nate, that I sold these music stands at what I thought was going to be cost. It turns out I miscalculated and I was actually making a little bit of money on them. But people that were coming to buy these multiple guitar music stands turned out that they're, they buy guitars, a lot of guitars, and they need strings and so uh, it's kind of accidentally fell into that, and I thought, well, yeah, I better, I better just keep stocking these things. So it became a staple item and a good come on to get people in my store. No, oh, absolutely. You know, good people. Yeah, the good people. You know, people, people that buy guitars, that buy more than one guitar. So a lot of people say, well, what do you need? What do you need more than one guitar for? Hey, Bob, I remember when you used to do some jam sessions at your store when I was there. Yeah. 
Yeah, are you still, I mean, I know it's COVID now, but I mean, or it was for a while. Are, are you getting people together at all now that, that you know, with some masks and singing and doing some jams or? No, I was going to do that with my old store if it didn't rent out, but uh, it ended up, you know, the landlord says I don't have to pay the last month's rent and all that stuff, but the thing was all wide open. I was going to do something there, but I was talking to some of the people that would be primed for that kind of thing, and they said, all of us old timers, we're not going to take the risk. We're doing jams outdoors. They're going to like pavilions and oh, sure, outdoor okay, jams. Yeah, I'm not ready to do the indoor stuff. So yeah, um, so my shop is kind of limited on wide open space because I got guitars all over the place and mm -hmm. records. But um, if this, if they ever get a vaccine or a cure, all this stuff, I'm I'm going to be able to clear out a space and do some of that stuff again or mm -hmm. uh, find another, but the, the jams that used to go, like there was one at a church and one at the uh, roastery in Star Prairie, they used to do a Saturday mm -hmm. jam there. All that stuff's been put in mothballs right now until this clears up. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. No, absolutely. So yeah, then um, just kind of getting a little bit back on track. I honestly did not <laughs> think we were talking about Ben Affleck. Oh, come on. <laughs> Sorry, I know this is fun. I'm I'm enjoying listening in, but uh, but yeah, I guess. Do you have any advice or anything that you'd really give to uh, people kind of in a similar situation, just kind of starting out a business or, you know, thinking back to when you were first starting? Do you have any you know snippets of wisdom to pass on? Well, <clears throat> I don't know that I'm that person to ask because I'm I rely on luck pretty much. But, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Matt Growling, the guy that invented uh, Simpsons, used to do a cartoon. Yeah. On the, the papers, like the reader, the city papers that they'd hand out free. And he published The Secret to Success was get a job, get a better job, get an even better job. And I kind of live by that. So buy something and sell for more than you got and take some of that money and buy buy that thing again and then use the profits to pay your bills so you keep don't run out of inventory and don't worry about taking you know don't you can't sell it if you don't have it so i buy a lot of stuff that i start to say boy what did i do that for and then boom it sells and i go oh yeah that's why so i mean I wouldn't buy crap, though. I mean, I was buying some cheap banjos, and I said, I'm not buying these cheap banjos anymore because I don't want to get stuck with them. Gotcha. So I buy beginner banjos, but not junk banjos, intermediate banjos, guitars. But I'm not buying junk anymore because I don't want to get stuck with them. <laughs> I don't mind selling them to you and you get stuck with them, but I don't want to get stuck with them. So I'm not going to take that chance. So completely understand it. I think I'd rather, I'd rather sell you one for another, a little bit more money and still just, you know, if I'm making $10 off of a junk banjo, I can make $10 off of an intermediate banjo. Oh yeah. It doesn't matter to me. And it might, might be cheaper for you to buy the junk one, but you're not going to be happy with it. And you'll end up hating me and hating banjos. <laughs> well, I don't know if I'd hate you. That's that's the customer's yeah. choice. But if I sold that banjo, you 
<laughs> well, if you knew about it, then yeah. Oh man. Well, honestly, I, th- I feel like you make a pretty decent point that there is a certain level of amount of luck that it takes to succeed. There is a certain amount of chance that kind of goes it in definitely there. Definitely. As you, you take a chance, mm-hmm. you know, one thing I realized is I make these plans and halfway through it, I go, boy, that's, that's not going to work. So you can't be, don't be afraid to throw the plans out the door. Yeah. Got to be adaptable for it. Yeah. You got to, you know, you, you spend too much time planning. Though someone they say, if you plan to fail, if you fail to plan, plan to fail. Well, I don't know. If you fail to take action, mm-hmm. you know, nothing's going to happen either. So, yeah. if you're willing to just jump in, and if you know how to swim, jump in and start swimming. If you don't know how to swim, well, then go. You know, take some lessons or something. But I'm, like I said to my people that work for me, I say, look at, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm making this up as I go along. I never went to music store school. I don't know if there is one. <laughs> yeah. but, you know, you can take uh, all kinds of classes and uh, about bookkeeping and all that mm-hmm. stuff. You can do it yourself, but um, yeah, there's no one. I don't think there's a music store class, but I'm sure there's classes you can take to to be in business. I guess business class. And I did. I have had business math. You have to know how to add your numbers together and stuff. And, yeah. Just keep your eyes open. Keep your eyes open. Listen. Keep your customers happy. Give them stuff. I give stuff so like away all the time. So, like, the message would be then don't get so stuck on your planning or don't get so rigid in your planning that mm-hmm. you don't have flexibility to um, to move with the curves or to move yeah. with the flow, right? Right. Yeah. Well, as you get smarter, your plan looks stupider. Like the great John Candy once said, the best way to live life is to just go with the flow like a twig on the shoulders of a mighty stream. Yeah. <laughs> Was that Plains, Trains, and Automobiles or Uncle Buck? I forget, but he said it in one of those. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, well, I guess we'll go ahead and wrap up here then, Bob. It's been a All pleasure right. having you on. I, I really uh, like your anecdotes a lot, honestly. <laughs> yeah, well, come on down and, and I'll give you some.